With us today is the leader of uh, the United States Congress, Hakeem Jeffries, and he's only one or two votes away from being Speaker. Uh, a New Yorker, I've known him uh, a long, long time, and uh, let's see what he has to say. Uh, Mr. Leader, uh, welcome to uh, New York, back to New York, your home. It's good to be home, it's good to be on the show. Earlier today I was on The View, now I'm with John Casamatidis. It's a quintessential New York City media day. Uh, I'll tell you, uh, I've lived in New York for over 70 years. I uh, went to public schools in New York. I went to Brooklyn Tech. Uh, 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 and uh, I love New York. And um, we have to make New York survive. Right now, we're, uh, so many New Yorkers are afraid of what's going on. Um, you, you tell us. I mean, you're a New Yorker. You walk around. Uh, what, can, what can we do to help New York? Well, there are challenges that we have to address, of course, to continue to make sure that New York City remains the greatest city in the world. Uh, I was proud to be born and raised, grow up in Brooklyn, didn't go to Brooklyn Tech, went to Midwood uh, High School. Uh, they had a good football team. They had a good football team. I didn't play on it, uh, but they had a good football team. I played baseball in high school, and it was a wonderful experience. And, you know, we want to make sure that we can continue to move forward as a great city. And so I think that requires, of course, a consistent fight uh, for lowering costs, addressing, you know, the high cost of living that exists. It's a challenge all across America, but it's always been a situation here in New York, particularly around housing. Uh, I know it's an area that you have great expertise. We want to make sure we can continue to build housing and create and preserve as much affordable housing as possible so that New York City can continue to be home for the middle class, all those who aspire to be part of it, and people who go beyond it. I think we need all classes. You want the, the class that, that, that pays uh, uh, $55 uh, uh, for a hamburger, and you want the class that pays $5 for a hamburger. Yeah, you, to average things out, don't you? Our diversity is a great strength across the board, right? That's racial, that's religious, that's artistic, that's cultural, and it's socioeconomic, right? The entire spectrum. This should be a place for everyone. I agree 100%. Now, tell me, uh, you guys, uh, uh, between you and Mike Johnson, you're one or two votes apart. Uh, and uh, uh, what are, are you, do you have a dialogue? Are you discussing things together? Yeah, my view from the very beginning of this Congress is that as House Democrats, we are ready, we're willing, we're able to find bipartisan common ground on any issue, at any time, any place, in order to make life better for the American people, to address issues related to the economy, public safety, national security, and we should always be willing to do that. And so Mike Johnson and I speak regularly, try to figure out where are those places of commonality. Now we also recognize that there will be times that we may disagree with the best possible approach for the American people. However, I think we've made the decision to agree to disagree without being disagreeable with each other. And my view, I think you share this view, John, is that in Washington we need less chaos and more common sense. Uh, absolutely. Common sense has to be uh, the key word. Uh, and what I say to people, it's not about being a Democrat or being a Republican. It's, it's having common sense and saving our country. Now, the biggest disagreement in the last few months uh, has been uh, one of two things. One is the border. 
Now, the, the, we've had a discussion uh, before, and and you you and I said that look, I'm a I am an immigrant. I believe in immigration, but I believe in checks and balances, and we should know who's coming and going. Uh, the Republicans are accusing the Democrats of saying uh, you want open borders with no checks and balances. Can you tell us the truth? And thank you for that question. Uh, of course, we don't want open borders. Uh, we have a broken immigration system. It needs to be fixed. We have challenges at the border that need to be addressed. Now, our view is that we should do it in a comprehensive, bipartisan, common sense fashion. And oh, by the way, there was a bipartisan, comprehensive bill that was negotiated in the Senate for months that would have infused significant resources into addressing our border security challenges and resulted in a compromise between Democrats and some very conservative Republicans. And it had the votes to pass the United States Senate until the former president, Donald Trump, instructed the Republicans to kill the bill. And that was unfortunate because, in my view, that's a political stunt. We should not play politics with our border security or our national security. And I'm hopeful that we can get those discussions back on track. Clearly, we have challenges at the border that need to be addressed. My view is that it should be done in a manner consistent with two values. As you pointed out, John, from your own experiences, America as a nation of immigrants, legal immigration, but also America as a nation anchored in the rule of law. And we can solve these problems if we're willing to do it together. We, all we have to do is get one round table and we'll all sit down together and, and do it. Because the Republicans are going out saying that you want 5,000 uncontrolled immigrants a day. So are they wrong? They are wrong. There is nothing in the legislation that was being negotiated that would effectively authorize thousands of people to show up and just be ushered in. That's just wrong. And don't take my word for it. Just ask conservative senator from Oklahoma, James Langford, who was the chief Republican negotiator, one of the most conservative senators in the United States of America, who negotiated the bill on behalf of Mitch McConnell and the Republicans. He would never authorize thousands of people coming in unchecked and unregulated. Nobody wants to see that. We all recognize that there are issues at the border that are real. And we are ready to work together to solve them. We just need our Republican partners to join us as opposed to effectively coming to the conclusion that we'd rather the political issue in November than solving the problem on behalf of the American people right now. The other big issue, uh, leader, is um, uh, is Ukraine and Israel. What the heck is going on? We, it seems like we had chaos. And uh, I had uh, uh, Mike Pompeo and Admiral Stavridis on a few weeks ago. And I said, how many countries have to be involved in a war before you call it World War Three? And we got a lot of countries involved right now. Uh, what do we do to, 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 to make peace? We have to 
stand behind our democratic allies throughout the world, like Israel, Ukraine, our partners in the Indo-Pacific, which includes Japan, South Korea, and Taiwan, who are dealing with the Chinese Communist Party in their region. And also, at the same time, make sure that we're surging humanitarian assistance to Palestinian civilians and other civilians who are in harm's way throughout the world in theaters of war through no fault of their own. That's a comprehensive approach that passed the Senate with Democratic and Republican votes. And in our view, we just need an up or down vote because the world is on fire. And there's this coalition of Russia, China, and Iran. And you know, it's anchored around three principles, tyranny, totalitarianism, and terror, as Israel experienced in the most horrific fashion on October 7th. They all get along with each other. And America's on the opposite side of that. And so it's in our own national security interests to make sure that we push back and that America can continue to be the leader of the free world. Uh, Mr. Leader, uh, uh, ever since the price of oil doubled uh, when uh, uh, I guess President Biden doesn't like fossil fuels, uh, and a trillion dollars, and maybe I'm exaggerating a little, has moved in wealth from North America to Russia and the OPEC nations. Uh, we took Iran from 400,000 barrels a day to 4 million barrels a day. We made them zillionaires, and they took the money, Mr. Leader, they took the money and they funded the Iranian Foreign Legion, Hamas, uh, uh, the uh, Hezbollah. Hezbollah and the uh, Yotis, uh, Yotis or whatever, in okay. the Houthis. And when President Biden tried to get the price of oil down, it was down to 68, 69. Iran told the Houthis, close down the Red, uh, uh, the Red Sea and, and the Suez Canal and forced oil back up to 79. Ten dollars difference, Mr. Speaker. Uh, Mr. Speaker, I may be talking in advance. Mr. Leader, uh, is a uh, billion dollars a day, of which Russia and the OPEC nations get five hundred million dollars a day to do their bidding. Well, I think we're going to see additional sanctions being leveled uh, at Russia. It's my understanding that that's going to happen over the next few days. Russia is not our friend; they're our enemy which is why it's shocking to me well, that you have pro-Putin people in the United States House of Representatives right now Russia who are stopping us from defeating Russia. Ten million barrels a day they're producing at $100 a barrel. That's a billion dollars a day. It funds their entire economy. It funds their war against Ukraine. Well, that's I mean, I got tears. I got to use the Kleenex. But there are over 190 countries in the world. Not everyone shares our values. So yeah. There's going to be countries that deal yeah. with Russia. We don't. But we're making them rich. Well, no, I wouldn't, I wouldn't necessarily agree with that. But what I would say is that we should continue to explore all of the avenues available to us to impose real consequences on Russia, deal with and manage the strategic competition with the Chinese Communist Party, and certainly aggressively push back against Iran and make sure that we're there for our friend and democratic ally Israel, with whom we have a very special relationship a relationship that benefits both parties. Mr. Leader, Hakeem Jeffries, 
Thank you for uh, being with us today at uh, WABC. And common sense has to prevail to save our country. And I wish we could sit together, me, yourself, and 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 uh, Mike Johnson, and and solve the problems of the world. But I look to continue our discussions. Look forward to it. Thanks for having me on. Thank you.